Are you a natural born leader? Do you have a passion to serve? Do you want to foster change in your community? Then consider joining the SNMA Board of Directors. Learn more about the roles and responsibilities of the national board positions at snma.org forward slash page forward slash elections committee. Applications are due January 30th, 2022 at 1159 p.m. To submit your electronic application and or if you have any questions about the application process, email elections at snma.org. Now, let's start the show. Happy New Year's, y'all. Welcome to SNMA Presents The Lounge. Whether you're in the student lounge, doctor's lounge, or lounging around at home, get ready to join SNMA for meaningful conversations on topics affecting minorities in medicine and groups that often sit at the margins of healthcare. I'm student Dr. Isabella, and in the spirit of a new year, let's talk about our resolutions. Um, what is one year's one New Year's resolution you have? I can start. Um, so for me... I think my resolution has really just been to keep an open mind um, this year, like with everything that I do, um, because I'm transitioning into a new phase of my uh, medical uh, career, which is going through the uh, clerkship year. And so that requires just a lot of like patience as well as just a lot of learning about things I've never really done before or seen with my own two eyes. And so and there's just a lot of expectations that comes with the year. So I think just trying to like be um, as present as I can, despite maybe all of the responsibilities is important for me. So that way I can make an informed decision, you know, when the year is over. Mm. Um, yeah. So that would be my one year or my one new year resolution. So what about you guys? Hey y'all, <laughs> it's student Dr. Erica Dingle. Um, I have no resolutions this year. That's my resolution. Wow. Drop that's, the mic. That, that uh, is very important. That's powerful. I feel she, like she is perfection. Oh, stop it! No, sir. I, you know when you just every year you do the same thing. That's facts. I just no. <laughs> that oh that that's my New Year's resolution, y'all. No. <laughs> what about you, Alwyn? Yeah, what's good, everybody? Uh, I'm student Dr. Aldwin. Um, one of my actually I got two. One of my resolutions are number one, matching to my number one choice for residency. Oh, um, love it. And then get my second investment property is my other. So Come just trying on. to manifest right these goals. You feel get me? Like money, trying to get baby. this bag money okay. outside of medicine. You feel me? <laughs> that's, that's the way the future. So you know what time it is? Tell them what time it is. Gang, what time it is? It's time run, to run, run the, the list. list for our preclinical <laughs> students. Running a list on awards allows a team to address pressing matters of the day. In this segment of the show, we'll be discussing some recent events in medicine and beyond affecting our communities and the populations we served. So think about it. When we wrapped up our 2021, we gave a shout out to some of the legends that we lost, you know what I mean, during the year. But then also, we also had someone that we lost at on December 31st, 2021, right before the new year started. A legend in the game, 
the golden girl, one and only, the last one remaining, Betty White, had a crazy successful eight-year, eight-decade career as an actress and entertainer. And then she held up the space for African-Americans at a time when no one else would. And she even got a documentary that's coming out on January 17th, the 100-year documentary, you know, based off of her life. You know what I mean? Fortunately, she didn't make it to January 17th. But her legacy, her legend lives on forever. And I wanted to ask you guys, like, how do y'all feel about that? I mean, we lost so many people, including Betty White. But, like, it's just crazy. Like, Sidney Poitier, shout out to him. Yesterday died as well. I mean, it's just so saddening. You know, our legends that, you know, we hold dear to us now is just leaving us. But, of course, leaving them a legacy and a mark on us forever that we could carry with us. Right. I mean, Betty was, she was revolutionary in all ways that a person can be revolutionary and it's actually just crazy to think that she even lived for as long as she lived um whenever i think you mentioned like you know the golden age of hollywood you have to mention betty um and just the fact that like you know with with her platform she also used it to lift up others especially those who didn't even have you know the power to be able to uplift themselves some at the time so i think that's just that speaks to her character and, and that's why mm. she lived clearly as long as she lived because her that's like sh- sh- like you know we don't leave i believe that most of us do not leave or all of us don't leave un- unless our time on this earth is done and i think she did everything Facts. that she needed to do so you know rest in peace to betty yeah <laughs> i agree with both of you guys they had both of them uh sydney poitier and Betty White had amazing careers, so big shoes to fill with the current Hollywood's elite. I don't know if we'll ever see people like though, like them, rather, you know, when right. it comes to the impact they made in Hollywood. Right. Um, but hopefully, right? Here's hoping. Right. Fingers crossed. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Shout out to Sidney Poitier as well. You know, I actually, the first thing I ever watched from him was, uh, guess who's coming to dinner. And mm-hmm. I think that's just like, that's, that's, I would say that that's like one of those like century turning movies that like mm-hmm. impacted the culture definitely. moving forward. Um, so yeah, rest in peace to him as well. He definitely, um, has, he's definitely just like Betty, uh, uh, a, a life and culture, shifter um in his in mm. the career that he had and you know uh we're grateful for the time that they spent on this earth yeah big up to the bahamas man sydney portier and he was a civil rights activist he was outside in the community even mm. when during it threatened literally his whole career you know what i'm saying his fan base and the respect and uh you know kind of um recognition that he received especially during the civil rights movement but he said you know bump that just like muhammad ali like it's it's bigger than me. It's bigger than the individual, right? It's about enforcing, you know, the integrity and uh, having access to critical issues that blacks need to have access to. And so I really respected everything that he's done. And I and like uh, Erica, like you said, like ushering in people that have a revolutionary thought and mindset. It's so rare to find that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Including Betty White too, right? Like bringing yeah. in, you know, so a, a black dancer even when it threatened her career and she lost the opportunity off of that. Where are right. those people, you know, and so they gave us a sample of some of the things that we need to incorporate as people, especially as physicians. We're not just about that medicine wave, too. We we above and beyond that, too. There's other things Absolutely. we could contribute. I dig it. And in, in addition to bringing in 2022 um, with unfortunate, I won't say untimely, because you just said, Isabel, right? Like. If they lived their lives 
into their 90s, you know, they likely fulfilled their purpose. Um, But accompanying that is this godforsaken coronavirus we thought was... (laughs) Do y'all remember when we started the show? Yep. We were like so adamant about coronavirus going away. And I think we even said like, it's not going to be here, (laughs) y'all. Like, come the start of of, what was this? This would have been the start of 2021. I don't think we we anticipated talking about it. Well, no, I'm talking about last year. I don't think we anticipated talking about it throughout the year last year. And here we are again. Um, And it's just crazy. I know so many of us on our podcast team have had it recently, including myself and. You yeah. know, right. we shout out to everybody who's recovering. We love you. We're praying for you. Get better soon. Thank um, you. But this new Omicron variant, um, B1, B.1.1, <laughs> or is it I? Five two nine, y'all. It's just yeah. right, all these damn numbers. It's mad numbers. It's just too much. Which was first detected in specimens collected on November 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, last year in Botswana and on November 14th last year in South Africa. And then mm-hmm. the first confirmed U.S. case of this Omicron variant was identified on December 1st. Mm-hmm. And until, is it currently? Like the um, Omicron variant accounts yeah. for like 95% of the cases. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And it's just so much because then you have, if that's 95% of cases, a lot of people, that's just the people that are testing. Right. There's people that haven't even gone to the doctor's office or, or wherever you go to get tested at this point. Is it, mm-hmm. do you go to urgent care? Do you go to a testing yeah. center? You know what I'm saying? There's so right. many avenues. And at home kits too, as well. Thank which you. Some yeah, of them have been given you know, false, yeah, false negatives too and false positives. So there's right. a lot going on overall. And then the CDC, go ahead. And I was going to say, I think just what's crazy is just like, you know, yeah, like how with tests, like a lot, like I think I take for granted the fact that like I have easy access to testing like through my school and some people just don't even have that. And so the fact Mm -hmm. that like, you know, you have people have to go and like get at home tests just because they don't want to infect like their loved ones or people that they're around constantly, right? Because like it's important if we say that we want to like, contain the spread and like help this variant you know like transition on out of um our current society even though you know that's not really how it happens but at least not have it be such a big factor in terms of these new cases like it's going to take awareness that you have it because we know that this goes asymptomatically um Mm -hmm. but then how do you do that when testing is just like when testing is just, you know, like not really accessible for everybody. Um, so I think that's going to be another challenge. How do we keep testing active for all people or, you know, like available for all people um, so that way we can move forward with this Omicron little devil? Yeah, that's wild. I mean, one of one of our members here on the podcast stated that um, one of the, their schools is not accent, allowing them access to university testing. That's so crazy. what does that mean for the specific institutions and the spread of the actual virus? Like, do you not care about the welfare of your students? Right. Especially at your medical school, especially the fact that they're encountering, they're in the wards, in the hospital, they're in the outpatient clinics. So many patients they're coming across, they may be potentially bringing 
that to their actual, you know, home or their community. I mean, and again, we talked about a little bit about this, but when we talk about like the, you know, CDC and their regulations and Mm -hmm. in regards to, you know, testing, now they're stating that, you know, if you essentially, it's it's just like really weird because we're at 10 days now, right? And now they talking about five days, you could quarantine and you'd be straight if you got boosted (laughs) and you got vaxxed, then you could go out there. Even if you, you know what I'm saying? If you have symptoms and all that, it's like, it's really a revenue plug, right? I, I know residency programs and things that are like that. They got a lot of people that are having symptoms, but they're like, oh, we need you to work. You, mm-hmm. the foundation of this hospital, like we right. got to make this bread. So we where does the of, morality, right? We're running out of stimulus checks, clearly. <laughs> P- the PPP loan ain't working, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no more PPP loan. That joint didn't Biden, work. You know? <laughs> it didn't work at all to begin with. <laughs> no, it's crazy, crazy though. They have these people working. And right. it, whether they are symptomatic, well, I know if you are symptomatic, it's the five days, but they're asking people, no. I saw an article yesterday, there is a hospital, I want to say in somewhere in, in New York, where Uh-oh. if if you are not symptomatic and have tested positive, they still want you to come in. Yeah. Wow. That's just- Because can't you they're just- see they're, tired? Everybody's tired. Can, yeah, can't the city, <laughs> look, right. the CDC's look. tired too. They like, we tired of y'all. We tried to tell right. y'all what to we do, but guess like, what? Right. Go back to work. Listen, y'all, I was tired. Remember when on the last episode, Alden, I was yeah. telling you, it doesn't matter what happens. I'm going to Vegas. She's going to Vegas, and she doesn't care. It, huh? it doesn't matter what the CDC Jesus. says. You know, hey. stay, stay in home, stay hey. in school. I didn't like. I was tired, so <laughs> I was yeah. all out of Vegas. I love doing, it. Like, I wasn't doing not even half of what the CDC said. And thank God, you know, I tested recently, and I have, you know, I, I tested negative to COVID. But listen, I was playing right. Russian roulette with my life. I, I was, you was playing Russian roulette. And- I'm so proud of you. I was there with you, Izzy. I was there. I was like, yeah. I was, I was watching his stories. Like, she's going to dinner. He's going this and that. Like, turning up. I'm not she ain't no, You feel me? I'm like, not she worked, You work hard to be where you at. You know? Yeah. And I was living vicariously through you. Because actually, I was living with you because I was doing the same thing. On, oh, on the low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, I was all hemmed up. Try to be as oh, safe yeah. as possible. But, you know, you did your thing. I was like. It's looking slow. Once those plane tickets were booked right. last two months ago, I was like, whatever happens, it happens. And we're just going to move forward. Right. It's above me now. Right. <laughs> it's above me. I'm sorry. Like, clearly, COVID is not going anywhere anytime soon. I'm like, I'll do what I can. But you know what? I was really relying on my vaccine for the most part. I was flying on faith with her. So she didn't get me through. Right. <laughs> I don't know what was going to happen. <laughs> you know, and, um, that's but, hilarious. So sorry, Erica. What were you gonna say? Oh, no, yeah, no, I was laughing. I was laughing at the fact that you called your vaccine her, and you flying <laughs> on faith with her. That makes well, she's with me. She's a part of me now. You know, we're we're rolling through twenty twenty two together because we don't know what this year is gonna bring. You know, with all this COVID stuff. So uh, yeah, it's it was definitely riding on faith. But you know, I can completely understand why the CDC has you know done what they've done. I, do I think it's the best choice? Not necessarily. But at this point, I'm just wondering how 
feasible is it going to be for us to continue like the same uh, protocol that we had, you know, before Omicron, given that there's always like these variants are coming out of the woodworks. And it's like, like I said, I think we're running out of government mm. funding. We're running out Facts. of, you know, support. So it's like, like, what are we going to do? From, like what's left to do? From your perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, Isabella, you mentioned the CDC, like how trustful are we at the CDC when they're creating these new mandates out of thin air with no substantial evidence to indicate a person is non-infective at certain dates. Right. I mean, look at Europe, right now they're saying seven days in Europe, but right? here's five days. So, how do y'all feel, especially in y'all circles? Like, what what are people saying about the CDC? Like, being in a medical environment. Like, I mean, I there is just this inherent distrust of medical systems in general in the communities and circles that I frequent. Because right. we're black, <laughs> um, <laughs> right. so. <laughs> You know, I mean, I feel like we're all just kind of watching it happen at the same time. And I think the CDC is just like, you know, they try to, we don't know how they're thinking, but it's, you can joke about it and say, you know, I feel like they tried to mandate stuff in the beginning and now they're just kind of like, whatever, we tried. Here's here's what y'all are going to get now. Um, Lots of moving parts across the board. Is no, I don't know. We're I mean, all... I feel like it's for me. It's definitely like affecting like a little bit of the medical education, right? And that is something that's also going to be affected. Is like medical education moving forward because um, you have less cases that can be um, actually like done during this time. Like I've I've seen even at the hospital that I'm at right now for the surgery rotation. You know, they've had to cancel so many surgical cases, especially the elective ones, because they just can't really risk that extra exposure. And and I think you definitely have to have a clearance of a negative COVID test before they can even operate on you on top of that too. So it's definitely, it's just changing a lot, right? Like to me, this is, like I said, another, another uh, mimic of what we experienced uh, early, like the 2020 time when this COVID was this, or this uh, virus was so rampant and things were just changing out of the woodworks. I mean, like I said, the only difference is that we're not surprised this time right and we actually have some things in place that we can use but i do think that like it, it's just things are going to change like that's just that's just what it is and i'm, I'm hoping that i i have nothing left to say about this like I, what are we supposed to say at this point like it, it's it, it's this it's this it's another another day but the same the same story essentially mm-hmm. um so you know i'm gonna keep living my life i hope that my co-hosts continue living their life to the best that they can. I hope I am going to do that. All right? <laughs> There's no gray area. You don't got to worry about it. I'm living. <laughs> I know y'all are living. But listen, people like me, right? We've, we've right. had this discussion on the show before. Right. I have right. older parents. Right. You know, some people have kids. Right. We inside. And while we were inside <laughs> at the end of 2021... Uh, we we were inside watching Insecure. So th- shout out to yeah. all of the the programming that kept me company while right. I had COVID. COVID took me down, y'all. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. shout out to the programming that yeah. assisted. And I'm not. I know. I think is you're more of an Insecure fan. Oh yeah, than I, I am, am. Right. Yeah. And we had some we had some dialogue about it. So. 
Right. We've been we've been rolling with Insecure since she started. You know, she has been this. It's just so surreal that the show has actually ended, because when I think about like all the barriers that Insecure broke, 100%. Um, in terms of just in the, in the TV industry and just in terms of black stories in general that are told, you know, we we they loved struggle stories before. Right. They loved like, oh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Because like that is yeah. what being black is. It's a combination of everything. There is struggle that's associated with it. There is as well resilience. And there's also just like normal life like what happened to just being black and normal and just like literally existing in your space as a black person and i think that's what insecure captured the best was that like black people just existing living their lives and just trying to navigate this world the best that they could but not necessarily just because that they're black but because they're a human being first and foremost you know who happens to be black and this is like this is their situation so i think insecure did like a great job of that um you know i suggest if you're listening to this and you haven't watched and you're a big fan um, watched up to the ending i suggest you know you kind of fast forward through this part but you know i'm not gonna (laughs) we gotta we gotta we gotta keep it rolling so basically just to end off things if you watch insecure you should know that uh at this point uh for the last season Issa was kind of dealing with uh her two options um two male options that i guess you could say that she had um one being the partner that she had the longest before that whole situation where you know she cheated on him they broke up back and forth like on and off type relationship here and there and then this man so i'll say it's lawrence um you know he then impregnated another woman when they weren't together and that kind of just changed up everything and so now um isa goes back to another uh male uh option that she had nathan who she had met kind of i think was it like season two or three um he was dealing with his own personal issues you know he had bipolar disorder Mm -hmm. um and he just you know he was a a transplant to la from houston so he was just kind of like you know different from i think what she was used to um but she clearly had a lot of love and care for him um so but then because he was kind of dealing with his own stuff that kind of messed things up with her and him as well at some point and so somehow some way like after lawrence impregnates this woman and decides yeah he's going to end up being a father and like this is going to happen you know somehow Issa and nathan find their way back to each other right um but you know a lot of people if you're on insecure you know twitter um a lot of people just felt like it, it looked forced like Issa and nathan just weren't it wasn't giving the like the what's it called like I guess the chemistry that lawrence yep. yeah that lawrence and Issa had on screen so all of them were just like man this is for us like what's going on right. here i mean for me like i originally thought you know what i think this is what she needs right now because listen <laughs> if you don't if you don't need baby mama troubles then you just don't need it and like and i just don't think you should do something you're just not ready for so i supported Issa choosing herself in that moment and being like you know what this is something that i really want to take on like right now especially like this is a newborn right. like the baby's just like he's going to have to be there a lot of the time right if he's going to be involved in this baby's life so i think Issa just felt like this is just not something these are just this like basically like jordan woods like i don't want your situation right. so you know she decided mm-hmm. to move forward um with nathan However, you know, things happen. Um, life happens, of course. Nathan ha- is, like, trying to balance keeping up with, like, yeah. how can he exist in his society and amongst his friend group, like, knowing that he has bipolar disorder and, like, trying his best to, like, be an active, I guess, friend, partner, whatever. Mm-hmm. And at times that kind of conflicts with his relationship with Issa. Um, and so, you know, I think in the end it comes down to 
you know, there's the big, there's like a big thing that happens the, the episode before the finale where like Nathan and Lawrence really get into it. Um, they argue and Nathan's just like, you know what? Like, this is just too much for me. I don't need this. Like, and he decides to exit. Um, and so now at this point, it's just Issa herself and her, her girlfriends. And, you know, they kind of speed through a couple years using the, the birthdays as like a, a time point yep. thing. And, uh, she ends up finding her way back to Lawrence. Yep. Um, and, you know, I think she comes to a point where she actually is ready to, you know, accept. be in this relationship with mm-hmm. him. Exactly. And accept his situation. Um, and I think before she had said that, you know, she had kind of like been the person where she just already said this can't work for me without trying. And now she was in a position that she was willing to try and see, can this work? And, you know, mm-hmm. let's assume I think we can assume that it's worked. Yeah. I mean. The best part to me out of the whole finale was that Molly got married. Yeah. Like I had very little hope for sis at some point. <laughs> so I'm so happy to see that she actually found her, like her dream guy and like somebody who actually is supportive of her and like somebody who actually like, you know, can tolerate or uh, be like, yeah, just kind of like be present for everything that she is. Cause you know, Molly's like, she's such a dynamic character yep. and she just has so many different like personality traits. So I was just thinking, man, what man is Issa going to drop from the sky <laughs> for her? And she really found the perfect person. for her. Yeah. So I'm so grateful, but yeah, that is pretty much in a nutshell like what happened um for insecure ending so i don't know if everybody liked how it ended some people said oh like you know they're not sure if she should have just ended up with lawrence like that or if that is that like really realistic personally i think it was fine but you know i'm i'm interested to hear what you guys think in terms of like how do you think the ending how how was the ending for you like do you agree with what happened are you happy about it or what i'm coming from a perspective i haven't watched episodes in season 2 so i did watch the last episode and i think like the last episode underlies the tones of redemption um, and acknowledging that there's no perfect situation for every single body. You know what I mean? Like, and that's okay. But if you Mm -hmm. find perfection in the imperfection, then that's perfectly reasonable. I think for so many individuals and finding strength in that there are billions of people out there, but there's also somebody out there for you. And if you feel entitled and empowered with the person that you're with, as we've seen, you know what I'm saying? With Issa Rae, you know, and Lawrence, I think in that situation, initially she wasn't with it, but then she realized like, right. he makes me happy. And maybe I'm not necessarily happy with having a child that's not for me in this situation, but maybe I also will learn and attribute certain values to myself in this experience. Maybe I'll learn more about myself, how to become a mother, right? right? Because potentially, eventually they may have children. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. Right. I, obviously, that's the last episode. But I think that she learned that it's okay to accept things that most individuals will question, you know, if you love right. a certain individual. And so I think it was a great episode. I love especially the ending when she's like riding down, ride, rolling around through L.A. and they're going slow motion. Yeah. And she's seeing the dude at Best Buy. Yeah, and she's like, that was Lawrence. Yeah. He was at Best Buy working there when he's trying to get his life together. And then it's like right. now he, you know, he balling. Like he's doing his thing. He's holding his, his son down. Like he's holding her down. Like. We, right. We've made it so far. And also, Isabella, when you talk about, you know, celebrating black success, I think that especially in this new day and age, like Insecure has kind of uh, emblazoned that and kind of, uh, uh, you know, represented that in so many different ways in terms of right. we are not just actors, actresses, like even within the actual group of the people working there. You got lawyers, you got entrepreneurs, you got so many successful people that we could resonate and connect with and also celebrating black love, right? Being entitled right. to coming back, you know, like going to who you love, being part of the community, 
and uh, contributing to something even greater than ourselves. I really love that aspect about the show. And so it really, it was really heartwarming, you know, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on, I, I feel like they could have done more seasons, but maybe. No, they could have. You know, she's moved other she projects. Just move yeah. She just wants to move yeah. on. Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. They could have done more, but you know. But yeah, yeah Erica, how you feel about that? I mean, I, I, I haven't watched the episode for a while, yeah. so y'all pretty much summed up how I feel on both sides of the fence. But one thing I really, I can appreciate is how this entire venture created opportunities um, for literally people that were students at the time. I remember she did, right. uh, Issa Rae did. It was some kind of contest, like come pretty much submit some work and you end up working on the show. And these young girls are now like showrunners for other shows. Um, Love it. And this is, these are people in our community. I don't know if if you guys watched that. It was like a documentary, the kind of like the after show Mm -hmm. where they go go into, it was just, it was beautiful to see. Like, it was just beautiful to see. Like that is each one reach one Facts. giving back. Um right. so Issa Issa got it in my book on that on that for real. Shout out to Insecure Man. Yeah. Really it changed it changed our TV uh culture. That's so so grateful to Issa for that. Yeah. That's interesting. You said it changed our TV culture because I agree, but I haven't heard that. Mm. In a while, mad long. Um, talk about the Cosby. Yeah. You talk about you know Fresh Prince kind of thing. Fresh Prince, That's right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about Family Matters so much, but it. it <laughs> what? That's insightful. Well, Urkel, man, yeah, he's yeah, he's iconic. Good. He's iconic. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking of shows Dr. that Will people White. like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but that that's that's a that's major to hear that. So. You Just know who's also a uh, uh, you know cultural icon who's been going through some unique situations and circumstances. Our boy, or maybe not your boy, but you know Antonio Brown. Your boy. <laughs> <laughs> now he ain't my boy. He was acting up though. There's something that's facts I can't agree with. But we're not talking right. about that today. But we are talking about the fact that you know Antonio Brown recently at a game during the middle of the game. Essentially, he took off all his, you know, all his, you know, uh, attire, his football attire, and was basically his chest was all out and he ran through the field and was saying, what up? You know, just getting hyped by the crowd. And this is right during the actual play. You know what I'm saying? And it's interesting to see, like, how immediately after the game, the Bucks coach was like, you fired Antonio Brown. And then subsequent to that, he releases an actual mixtape, you know, like an actual song. You know, and not discussing what happened at the actual game, but it's like he had all these these things thought about. And so the discussion around this is does he have does he have CTE? You know, especially when you are it's so many mm. pronounced situations that have happened recently last month or about two months ago, right. NFL player killed himself and his wife. Um and even mm. in the last couple, you know, years, we've seen, you know, uh, de- demonstrably after an NFL player dies, they dissect the brain and they look at it and it has huge incidences of CTE. And so mm-hmm. this begs the question, psychiatric and mental health, you know, it has caused a rocky career in his actual career. And during this game, he was sidelined for half of the game. And I read uh, actually today that he actually had a doctor's appointment 
um, that basically it was just very, there was a lot of confusion about the doctor's appointment. The Bucks thought that he missed his doctor's appointment, so they were trying to punish him. But he's like, no, I was trying to move the doctor's appointment because it didn't fit with my actual timing for that specific day. And so it's a lot of gray area. It's a lot of back and forth. I'm trying to really figure out the story, honestly. And it's, I don't know, man. But I want to hear you guys' thoughts on CT impacting a lot of our, a lot of the NFL players and what's going on. And the, you know, overall, what does it mean for our society? We talk about little children, right? There's a study that came out 11 to 14 year olds when they have actual concussions. When it, during that specific time period, there is no indication that they have learning disabilities while they're 11 to 14 years old, but they don't know what happens prior, uh, after that. If you feel me. So what are your thoughts on right. that? Yeah. I mean, I think I first got exposed to like what CTE was through that uh, movie with uh, Dr. Bennett O'Malley yes. and like CTE is definitely one of those silent diseases. Um, I basically is just, it's a, it's a degenerative brain disease that's thought to be caused by repeated blows to the head and repeated episodes of concussion, yep. right? So this is usually that's found in athletes, um, military veterans, basically yep. people whose um, people's whose careers have had to involve a lot of traumatic uh, brain-like injuries, essentially. And so, you know, football players, we don't think about all the time, but literally that's their entire, uh, that's their entire, like, career is, like, taking blows to the head and so but the tricky part about ct is that it's not something that's just gonna like appear like on a on a cat scan right like it's something that's like happening internally and usually people don't even see it until like they do an autopsy so i think there there does need to be more awareness about cte and like how i'm not trying to say we got to throw away maybe football or throw away whatever but i don't know if there's any possible way to like you know kind of improve whatever gear that these people have to you know wear when they're right. playing you know it's a there was a lot of controversy that came with like what do we do especially when ct came out like a lot of the nfl company was hiding it like they were hiding these cases like <laughs> this is money right like we live in a capitalist society their money comes first and so i think it's kind of sad that there's so many like victims who are probably living with it maybe don't even know they have it and like it's causing them to not even function the way that they want to function but yeah i think that like I'm so grateful that that movie came out and that, you know, now we have more awareness about uh, CTE because I think it, it does affect a lot of um, of our athletes as well as our, our veterans. But I think, you know, Antonio Brown's situation is very sad, you know, and I, I hope that they treat him before anything fatal occurs because, you know, we've heard about a lot of fatal cases that have happened with CTE, like you said, the, the football player who ended up killing himself and his wife. And I think the, the movie may have even documented other yep. situations similar to that as well. Um, mm. But, you know, it's it's disappointing. And having someone so public in, in the limelight and seeing that is disappointing. We have other people in the limelight, too, who are going through it. And, you know, we're seeing it firsthand. Some of them are putting it in albums um, <laughs> that are even being more specific about these situations. But Summer Walker is yep. uh, something, somebody who's actually been trending recently since her new album, uh, still over it. Right. <laughs> right. So if you, if you're mm-hmm. a fan of over it, well, sis is still over it. <laughs> so <laughs> she pretty much just kind of, <laughs> yeah. she, she pretty much just kind of took us into her life with London on the track and everything that went wrong with that situation. Right. She is, she knows that she was the fourth baby mother. We kind of talked about this, um, during our run the list meeting. Uh, but you know, I I told you guys, I'm trying my best to sympathize with this woman. Um, just because, you know, she, 
in this album you know talked about you know london not being there whatever uh like leaving her to fend for this pregnancy alone he had a ring for her blah 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 um that then she even went on her social media mm-hmm. recently and she started accusing him of like posting th- their daughter just for clout yeah. and that he doesn't even have a bed for his own daughter. So, you Can't know, like, wow. This is supposed to be funny, but it's like, what, like, what is going on? Like, I just know myself when I'm with somebody who has a past like London, I'm running in the other direction, but somehow, some way we're supposed to sympathize with like her situation i don't know what do you guys think because i'm i'm not trying to i'm not trying to you know come off you know, who's uns- i'm very sympathetic but i'm but you know i can't i listened I to some of the album and it's crazy she has an actual title track fourth baby mama on there and the first the right. first song she got cardi b on there talking about i don't know what's going on with you know you know summer walker but, you know, I hope the best for her and whoop de whoop de whoop So you say you mentioned people being, you know, the limelight center of attention. People really tuning in to every, all the drama and everything. And I really feel like right. she got a lot of issues going on that she got to address. But I don't think she got to address them in a such a personal and public way, you know, at the end of the day. Right. Instead of putting all your, and, it, and I understand people say music's my outlet, you know, it's my therapy. But I think there's certain details when you want to talk about you have a whole child with another individual that you trying to, you know, criticize, antagonize him. But when she grows up and she listens to this actual album, she's going to be thinking like, damn, ma, you ain't really show yeah. love to like, I know he did his own thing. But mom, you were like really disrespected like pops. So how is she going to feel toward that mm-hmm. individual? It might cause conflicting views because he might be like, I love, you know, I love my kid. Like I'm going to show I'm going to show my kid love, whoop-de-whoop-de-woo. They listen to us like, Dad, are you really who you say you are? So, And then it mm-hmm. causes diversion because you're saying you're the fourth baby mama instead of saying I'm the mother of this individual. It's like, all right, what about the three other women that your kid's going to have half children with, right? It's like right. it's yeah. not going to be a complete home, but you got to kind of help facilitate like a very, you know, entangled, positive situation for everybody that's involved, even though he made it entangled enough. But I'm just saying that at the end of the day, it's it's just not looking Definitely. like you're not perpetuating or portraying the right ideals as a woman. But I think, you know, I'm not here to judge her, but I, I am here to say that she has had several instances where she's went off in the past in the public limelight. And she does have a lot of demons that she has to face. And so this brings the issue of our lot, a lot of celebrities, a lot of women that are listening to this album, that they're the album's dope. Like I ain't going to lie to you. Like, I really love the melodies. I love the songs and all of that. But it brings the right. issue of. What do you do to heal through trauma, right? What are the best ways, the best interventions, right? Mm. And how do we right. adapt to say said situations over time? Especially when we talk about black women and you know trauma, institutional racism, and all of these things that occur in our daily right. lives. You know what I mean? Or women's lives. That was a that was a good question. In terms of like healing through trauma, I'm just trying to think back in the day, like because this isn't. This isn't a new emergence of African American female singers, rappers, whatever. Yeah. Like, what did they do back then? Because music was so different. Right. Um, and struggle was real, if not more right. real back then. Like, you're, we're over here arguing about not us arguing, but like, this is a four baby mama discussion on an right. album versus like legit struggle back in the day yeah. and right. music 
You know what I'm saying? Like it just makes you think to your to your point, Alvin. Like, how do you how do you handle your trauma? Were they just not handling trauma back in the day then? Or right. you know, is this is this how you do it? Is this just put it on an album? Um right. you know yeah. instead of I, having a diary, like I remember <laughs> back you know, well, that's right. well that's how <laughs> That's how I feel like people used to get stuff out, you know? Right. Writing is cathartic. So I guess it's cool to put it on an album, but it's not not in my taste. Not the one that your baby father's producing. I'm sorry. Because now this man is making money off of your your pain. That's just so contradictory to me. Um, But Mm -hmm. I, I do see, like, yeah, I see what you're saying, Erica, in terms of, like, yeah, like, we get the point. But I don't know if the point was... I don't know if she hit it. Anyway, she already moved on. Larry is on her forehead. So apparently he's the new stepdad that stepped up, right? Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, but you know, she summers her she's what whatever she's doing, all right. We gonna we gonna keep watching her and making sure that sis is all right moving forward. Cause like I said, I'm a big fan of her, but we'll see. So I guess we gotta continue monitoring that summer walker situation. But listen, she's not the only one out here just making just, you know, just doing what they feel like doing. Um, because Tristan Thompson, who I thought I was going to stop he- seeing this man's name in the news for nonsense, but for some reason, you know, he's still, he's still coming up uh, with, or his name is still showing up with very controversial situations revolving uh, his relationship with Khloe Kardashian. And apparently he's now, quote unquote, he made this announcement as if he didn't know that like, when you have unprotected sex with a woman, this is what happens. She was, he was like, "Oh, it's been confirmed that I'm the father of Marlene Nicole's baby, who was born last month." Like, okay, like I'm sure this is not a surprise to you, but thanks for making us feel like you know it was a surprise. And basically, he tried to issue this public apology to Chloe. Blah blah blah. The same thing. He's the same ring around, right? Starting with what happened with the Jordan Woods situation, right? He's always gotten himself into some nonsense. Um, but what I couldn't understand from the situation is like the way chloe just turned up on jordan woods over a kiss but it's crickets now that he's he's the father of this new child so what do you guys think about that because uh yeah i don't i don't know bro it's it's a lot going on with that like i ain't gonna lie like at some point you gotta have some integrity as a man and for you to continuously like disrespect your woman it's not acceptable no matter how much public apologies you don't it could be public private like you making her look like a fool and you being her man, like you got to do better and set a standard, not only for yourself, but also for your children when they grow up right. or even now when they mm-hmm. looking at, you know, Tristan Thompson, how he moving. I mean, pr- prior to this, a couple months ago, couple like a year ago or so, you were spotted with like two women, you know what I'm saying? And they was groping you doing this and that. And you supposed to be with Shorty. So it's like, I, I can't respect what he got going on, you know, doing that outside of your, you know, marriage and Doing that outside of who? Is he, are they married? Or, they're married or in a relationship? My bad. Yeah, they're not married. Yeah, no, that thing, girl, Erica, you look like you have something yeah. to say. Yeah, she's ready to pop well, off. Well, no, because Alvin said, you know, it, and uh, I'm sorry. No, it's yeah, nothing yeah. bad. No, it's nothing it. bad. Oh, um, you said that he's making her look like a fool. Right yeah. with his actions, she's making herself. She's she's mm, allowing herself to look like a fool by saying, "Like elevate, elevate, sisters." True. Right, right. 
like, true. what are you doing? She's not even a sister, girl. Well, no, yeah, but uh, I'm just. Uh, parate, parate, let me, parate. let me. I, I, did, I said sisters, so you know, because I what I'm about to say, like I'm not about to go off. Like, she's a woman. I support women. Um, right. She's a yeah, yeah. But right. like, come on, what you doing? Elevate, like, right. Yeah. And she's I think not it's for ridiculous. nothing. She's a Kardashian at the end of the day. And I know everybody hates them or loves them depending on the moment. But like, they go go run your beauty business, pajamas business. They got and bread. Get somebody else <laughs> that I actually care. It's no, just, that's real. And that's for everybody. Because, like you said, with the name, she should have men on on speed. Like you should have, you know, and not to say that that's, that's really how it is, but like you're like i don't think they associate themselves as commoners or as like regular people of society so i'm assuming that like it will be easier for her to dip if she like wants to leave the situation i don't know what's keeping her there maybe true maybe true is what's keeping her there but i still think that like she is making herself i mean like i said i lack sympathy for her because she wanted to turn up on a 20 year old girl at the time over a kiss (laughs) now you know and now it's like you want to like she, i've heard nothing she said nothing about the situation that's happened with him impregnating this new woman like right. why why come you now you're silent is it that you wanted to like tear down a black woman because you you know you can get away with you like you know i don't know yeah. like it's i, I don't know it could have been proximity is. too because wasn't jordan like a friend of her sister and that's or real. something yeah she was she was close to kylie jenner so that could have also been that could have been part of it as well um anyway it, it's 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 a lot going on in hollywood and you know these people that we tend to keep track uh track with what what's going on in their lives it's probably better if we don't at this point because they just they i don't know they're not making much sense they ain't um, putting no money into my account so a lot of times <laughs> you know i i'll be i'll be involved in engaging that, but at the end of the day we got to also focus on ourselves the energy that we put into others they not necessarily manifest into what we got going on so it's Dope, not dope, whatever's going on. But remember, guys, you control your destiny. You control your actions, your thoughts, the way that people react and the way that you react to situations. You know what I'm saying? So stay genuine to yourself and be true to whatever you want to accomplish. Sorry, it's random, but I heard you. Well, you guys know we are a medical podcast to a certain extent, right? It's the SNMA, right? right? Um, We come with the, the, the gossip and... The entertainment, but we also have a number of um, health matters issues uh, that plague the populations we will intend to serve, right, Right. Um, in the future or in our futures of medicine. And there are two we want to specifically discuss with you today and bring some awareness to. Um, So January is National cervical health awareness month and glaucoma awareness month Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. specifically regarding glaucoma it's it's like a silent disease right so more than three million people in the united states have glaucoma and according to the national eye institute uh projects or projects sorry this number will reach 4.2 million by 2030 right a 58% increase. That's a lot of people. That's mad. Right? Yeah. That's a um, lot. It's known as the, the sneak thief of sight since there are really mm. no symptoms. And once vision is lost, it's permanent. And yeah. I realized that this was 
National Glaucoma Awareness Month. There's a childhood friend of mine who's approaching 40, uh, did a post about it on social media and mentioned mm. some of her symptoms, yep. um, pressure, you know, thought it was sinus pressure, et cetera. And right. come to find out, you know, the beginnings of glaucoma. So she's being followed and treated. Um, but it's just, it goes to show like 40 is not old by any means. Right. Um, so right. if you're not getting your eyes checked and having your eye pressures <laughs> tested, that's something you might want to consider doing. Um, right. And honestly, glaucoma is a leading cause of blindness among African-Americans and among Hispanics and older age groups. So wow, yeah. Yeah. talk about the populations we serve. Right. Um, again, six to like eight. All of us That's a fact. Have mm-hmm. to at least know, I feel like all of us have to at least know one person who has glaucoma. I've definitely like grew up knowing one person with it. It's so common, like yeah. more common than we think, you know? Six to yeah. eight more ti- times more common in African-Americans than Caucasians. So right. like- right. Mm-hmm. If you're in a room full of black people. Yeah. Yeah. What's the likelihood? Right. That's that's super important. So thanks for touching on that, Erica, because I for do think sure. we need to discuss, you know, these disease pathologies that affect, uh, like you said, the populations that we will soon be serving. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Another, uh, you know, we already mentioned, of course, too, cervical health awareness. That's also very imp- uh, important as more than 14,000 women in the U.S. are diagnosed with invasive cervical cancer each year. And um, HPV or human papillomavirus is actually the most commonly sexually transmitted infection in the U.S. And it's actually the cause of almost all cervical cancers in women so Mm. i think there there is an hpv vaccine that is um, available for people to get i personally Mm -hmm. haven't gotten it yet but i I think that is something that i want to um look into um given its prevalence is you know so high especially if you are uh sexually active you know if unless you know your partner's history that is pretty important or even if you don't like even if you do know your partner's history it's just something it's something another added uh, thing you could have for protection um and so the best way to prevent cervical cancer, of course, is to get this um, HPV vaccine. So, you know, if, if, if this is something that you feel could, you could relate to or something that you feel could be helpful towards you, I would definitely recommend, or I I think it would be a great recommendation to look into getting that vaccine. Um, But yeah, that we, we hope that January will be a reminder for everyone who's listening to continue to remember those who either at risk for, or who have glaucoma as well as cervical uh, cancer and uh yeah but that is pretty much our run the list guys i mean we we've touched on a lot and i think that we have a lot to sit with uh with this 2022 year and you know we hope that all of you guys listening uh take into consideration everything we said and send us your thoughts all right you know so you know what time it is you know financial corner we on the corner <laughs> Are we, the corner. Yeah, you feel me <laughs> This is a. We need a theme song. We for definitely that. do. Oh, we, 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 we definitely do. But we're gonna work on that. But I think you know something to target. You know, oftentimes again, we talk about this uh, in medical school. We don't know how to empower ourselves. We don't learn about negotiating contracts. We don't learn about how to you know be uh, you know fire you know financially independent. And I want to retire early, so that's what I call fire. But one of the ways Ooh. we think about today, Ooh. right? We think about. Like how much bread we got today, how much debt, how much we manifest in today. But we also got to think about our future, right? What are our retirement Mm -hmm. plans like? Because we're not going to, well, hopefully we don't have to work all of our lives being physicians and the like, entrepreneurs and the like. We also got to think about 
how when we retire, what are the opportunities that are going to avail us? Social Security ain't going to last us, right? Then a couple no, hundred dollar checks, man. it may work, it may not work. You you got to entitle right. yourself. You got to empower yourself to be like, yo, when I reach this age, this is how much money I'm going to have in this bank. And this is how I'm going to live. I'll be able to travel. I'll be able to take care of myself. I'll be able to maybe give up some bread for scholarship money. I may be able to go see my grandkids, et cetera, et cetera. And so with that being said, there's something called the you know Roth RA, and then we also got something called the traditional Roth. And these are investment accounts where you put in money each and every year, each and every month, and the mm-hmm. money that you put into there, it accrues. It gradually accrues over time you know, with interest. Mm-hmm. And these are both accounts where when you do retire, you can take out the money and utilize that for whatever case may be, right? So let me talk to you guys about a little bit about the difference between the Roth RA and the traditional Roth. It's pretty simple. Simple. So the Roth RA, when you talk about Roth RA, essentially you put down money every month, and that month is uh, that money is immediately taxable. Versus the traditional Roth, it's not. It's not taxable. So mm-hmm. with the traditional right. Roth, what they do is once you retire, or typically. Once you hit 59.59 and a half years old, when you're ready to take the, mo- the money out, which is when they allow you to take the money out without any penalties, they'll tax that immediately versus the Roth mm-hmm. RA. They'll tax that as soon as possible. So we mm-hmm. as medical students and residents, you know, one of the things that they say or suggest is that because we're going to be in a low tax income earning bracket, you know, which is currently mm-hmm. on a federal level at 24 percent versus someone that's an academic family medicine specialist, right? You're making $200,000. They tax that person at 32% currently, right? So mm. with the Roth RA, they'll tax you less. Early on in your career, you're already taxed, right? You tax at a lower level. So why not tax me at that lower level when I am a medical student or resident, right? And mm. I get to keep a certain amount. But as I gradually go on, I could transition to the traditional Roth where I'm going to be taxed at a higher level, right? You feel me? They tax, mm-hmm. you know, early on and you get to recoup a lot of the bread. So think about it from this pr- perspective, right? Roth RAs, right? You can put $6,000 per year in a Roth RA, right? If you're under 50 years old. Once you hit over 50 okay. years old, you could put $7,000 per year. With the 401, 401k, you know what I'm saying? Roth RA 401k, you could put 19500 mm-hmm. in 2021. In 2022, you could put 20500 and now, next year is going to go up, you know what I'm saying, for those that are 50 years or older. So, you know, they say being 50 or getting older, there's no benefits to it. There is real benefits because you can put more money into your 401k, you feel me? 26k <laughs> in 2021 versus 27k in 2022. So I say that, I right. say that to say we got to think about investing ourselves today, right, for our future. It's not about, you know, being able to get Agreed. these clothes being able to, you know, get this new car today. It's all about what right. you want to manifest when you hit 65 years old and you're not really, or 70 and you're not really working. You got to be able to substantiate your life. And again, so security right. is not going to necessarily take care of you. You have to take the initiative to be in that position where you don't have to worry about day-to-day activities. And of course, some people envision, my kid's going to take care of me. I'm going to be this and that. Like, you can't guarantee you. Any of that. What you can guarantee is a money moves that you make. You can guarantee your thought. You can guarantee your mindset and the way that you approach certain situations with your money. Psychology is money, right? So the thought that you mm-hmm. got about money is a thought that you're going to manifest with the money that you have. And so I want you to approach right. it from that perspective. Educate yourself. Read about it. 
you know, 401k, the traditional Roth RA versus the Roth 401k is important to have these values set. So when you hit residency in particular, it's so important because a lot of residencies, they will match. So if you put, for instance, $200 on your, you know, uh, Roth 401k, your residency, sometimes they'll match 1%. They'll match 10%. You know what I mean? 1% Mm -hmm. of 200 is $2, but Mm it's still bread that they're giving that's free. So it adds up. You feel me? So that's something even for myself that I'm looking at at residencies. Like, how much are these residency programs willing to contribute and put in onto my, you know, Roth 401k? So, Alton, quick question. uh, So this Roth 401, you know, these are all terminologies that I'm hearing for the very first time of of my life. I do. uh, I have heard of a 401k, but I'm wondering, like, say for the the perspective of, like, say, a medical student, like, you know, us, um, what would be the difference Mm -hmm. Like, is this life insurance that we're talking about or is this, is this different from life insurance? No, it's different from life insurance. So life insurance, okay. you get a policy and it covers you for a certain limit and it allows right. you to get disem- uh, you get re- disimbursed a certain amount if right. certain things happen over you know, a plan. But with this, this is actually retirement account money. You know what I'm saying? So this is money oh, I see. that you're basically okay. saving up, but that you'll have access to when you retire and it'll come directly to right. you. The only difference is whether it's taxable early on or whether they tax it later on. And then the difference right. is, you know, how much money you making right now for us as med students, we're, we're going to be in a low tax, but we're relative. It's still pretty high in my opinion, right. but relative to someone that's like hitting retirement age, you wouldn't want them to put, get into the Roth. You know what I'm saying? The, the Roth 401k, you would probably do a traditional right. Roth. You know what I'm saying? So right. um, with that being said, I think just thinking about retirement in our future is just as important as thinking about the now and what we're trying to manifest. But there's something to look at even into residency, even into when you're negotiating contracts, like if they'll match your employees. And the beautiful thing about this is that it carries over. So if you have residency at one spot, that's cool. But, you know, your your Roth 401k or your traditional Roth, all right, it carries over to other places. So it'll follow you along. That money is not mm-hmm. going nowhere. It's going to stay there. And it's going to appreciate right. over time. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. appreciation and yep. value is so important for our community. And we, you know, unfortunately don't la- uh, have enough knowledge and unfortunately don't have enough knowledge in medical school about ways that we could protect ourselves in the future and create a uh, you know, satisfying environment for ourselves and our children and our communities. Right. Well, that was helpful for me. You know, I've learned a lot of new things that I had no clue about, you know, I don't know if the same thing is true for you too, Eric, or if you have any further questions. That was really good, Alden. I appreciate you dropping that finance, financial knowledge on us. You know, we need it. No doubt. (laughs) Financial, financial corner, I think is one of the, one of the like more, I mean, we do run the list, right. But something that brings value because this is not taught um, unless you've worked and right. actually read the documents that they give you when you start a job, right. <laughs> which talk right. about 401ks, Roth IRAs, et cetera, then this right. isn't something that you commit to memory. Um, so very invaluable. Invaluable? I mean, it's valuable, but yeah, invaluable. Yeah, 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 okay. Um, I ain't trying to dish you. Nah, like, I good. feel like this needs to be a curriculum <laughs> Uh, right. like included in curriculum in some way, shape, or form because people mess up their money every year 
And there's no reason for us to not know about this information from the start of medical school as adults. That's so true. That is so true. So kudos to you. Thanks. I appreciate that. Financial advisor. (laughs) We love you over here at the podcast. I appreciate that. Love y'all too. Well, anyway, so that's our that's our show. So thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the lounge. We appreciate love y'all, y'all family. It's been an amazing, dope episode. Now let me tune it into Erica. Hold it down. Let us know your thoughts about the discussions we had today, or ask us a question for a chance to be featured on consults by emailing us at podcast at snma.org. And be sure to follow the SNMA on all our social media platforms to stay up to date on upcoming events. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show and we will see you next episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not you trying to blend it with the outro music. (laughs) (laughs) 